0: Empty. Hello and welcome to Some Assembly Required, our, our podcast over here at Wayne Fleet BIC Church, where we discuss life through the lens of our Anabaptist roots. You have found the youth edition of our podcast. Um, and Welcome, we're glad you're here today. My name is Julie Adams, I'm your host, and I am joined by our youth pastor, Pastor Wes Hillis. Welcome, Pastor Wes. Hello. How are you today? I'm doing great. Good. Awesome. How's your week been?
1: Oh, week's been good. Yeah, we celebrate a grad night with our youth. And yeah, it's just been a great week. Uh, Looking forward to kicking off summer the right way. And yeah, it's just been overall just a great week. Weather's been nice.
0: Nice. Yeah. Awesome. Good. We're looking forward to summer too. And um, yeah, so let's jump right into it. What are you going to share with us today?
1: So what I want to share with us today, and I want to make us picture this. Okay. um,
0: so, so pi- close your eyes unless you're driving.
1: Yes. All right. So picture you, say, are at school or at the workplace or anything like that. And you walk in and you see on the table just this, like, box of dozen donuts. And you're like, oh, you know where it's from. Say it's Krispy Kreme or it's a Tim Hortons mm. or well, that was really only two spots. But it's like or like Beachwood Donuts oh, I've heard Beachwood, down here. Oh, Beachwood. yeah. And you see those and you're just like, oh, I know. And ex- oh, I get over there, I'm having a donut. Like, I know that is for me today. And you walk over there and you're like, oh, I know what it's going to taste like. I know what the texture is going to be like. I know what oh, it's going to yeah. be like. And you get over there and you open it. It's just completely empty. Oh. And there, there's like no worse feeling than an empty box of like just a special treat of some kind.
0: Yeah. That's That's a disappointment. Now,
1: Not only the box is empty, but your belly is empty, too. Yeah. And that's, like, that's just heartbreaking. (laughs) And if you feel empty when there were no donuts, imagine how the donut box felt. So donut boxes are made to hold donuts. That's their purpose. Yeah. Without any donuts, it no longer fulfills that purpose, Mm -hmm. which, um, if a donut box could talk, it would probably say, you know, I want donuts as well. Like, I I see yourself, Matt, and you should see how I'm feeling. My purpose is gone.
0: Boy, I feel like we could like end the podcast right there and just tell people to sit and think (laughs) about that and meditate on that. That's
1: a life question right there in itself, yeah. But over the next few weeks, we're doing a series of focus on the feeling of emptiness, Mm -hmm. not just the feeling of physical emptiness, but the feeling of spiritual emptiness. To use a big phrase, we're not talking about the existential longing which every person feels. It's a feeling that there must be more life. It's mm. the sense um, that something is missing. It's the feeling of being empty.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And humans have felt this way since the beginning of time. And you may be like, well, why? Because ever since human humanity rebelled against God in the Garden of Eden, we've had a deficiency. The sin of Adam and Eve committed caused a separation between humanity and God. And without God, humans are left with, with um, a desire for their creator. Whether they realize it or not, the lack of presence of God in our lives leaves us feeling empty. It leaves us with a longing, and it's a longing that can only be fulfilled by a relationship with God. So, why does it feel like there should be more to life? Because there is more to life, and that's God.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, all too often, we try to satisfy our longing for God for those things. Um, most times, it's the wrong things. Mm-hmm. We try to rid that empty feeling with things that create an even greater longing. And let's mm-hmm. do some examples. See, the religious leaders of Jesus' day tried to fill their emptiness with traditions and rules, so much so that by the time Jesus came onto the scene, they were obsessed with the laws of their religion. See, the Bible refers to these religious leaders, Pharisees, Sadducees, and or scribes, and these were the experts of the Jewish law. They spent their lives studying, memorizing, following the rules that were there. And there's a great example of this in the Bible when one day they see Jesus... Um, and his disciples eating. So this is Mark 7 verses 1 to 3. Mm -hmm. Now when the Pharisees gathered to him with some of their scribes who had come from Jerusalem, they saw that some of his disciples ate ate with hands that were defiled, that is unwashed. For the Pharisees and all the Jews do not eat unless they wash their hands properly, holding to the tradition of the elders. Now, you might be thinking the disciples didn't wash their hands before eating. Now, for a lot of people, that is not okay.
0: Yeah. That's, that's nasty. Yeah, that's what we always do. Did they our even hands know what instead. COVID
1: was? Like, do they, do they know? Probably
0: not. They didn't.
1: <laughs> or even like the common cold or the yeah. flu or anything. But notice that the verse says hands that were defiled. See, this is more than not using soap and water and saying happy birthday while you scrub your hands. Mm-hmm. The religious leaders are talking about a ceremonial cleansing an elaborate process of ritual purification and that it is something that they actually made up
0: Ah, oh, okay so
1: you can search the bible cover to cover but nowhere in god's law can you find instructions about doing this before you casual di- for casual dining you will however find these instructions to priests about this type of washing before doing a sacrifice
0: mm, See, so it's okay. much
1: different it's a huge difference but over the years these Pharisees and religious leaders began to apply these special practices to their everyday lives. Mm -hmm. So they decided that the same fancy bath a priest took for carrying out a sacrifice had to be done... um,
0: Before they ate.
1: Before they ate, before they carried this food to their face, in a sense. And do you see there's a little bit of ego there?
0: Uh, I see what you mean.
1: The point of the ritual was to clean their priest because they were entering the temple, a pure space where God's presence dwelled. God's presence dwelled. And the Pharisees started to act like their body was as pure of a space as the same temple. They started to see that, oh, my body is as pure as this. Mm. So they had Mm to add all these rules and do all these things. And so they needed to perform this special ritual before eating.
0: So they were putting themselves up on a pedestal. Essentially, yeah. Essentially,
1: they were putting themselves up on a pedestal. See, the religious leaders did this with many of God's laws. They took the instructions God provided in the Old Testament and expanded them. Mm-hmm. Where God said not to work on the Sabbath, they wrote books defining what counted as work.
0: Oh, like they weren't allowed to like take their oxen out, and mm-hmm. like, they baked and cooked the day before. Exactly. They created
1: new and more strict rules and tried to force the people of Israel to follow them. God created the Old Testament laws as a way for people to connect with him. The Pharisees were obsessed with the laws... Not the connection with the creator. Yeah. See, and I think we have this today in our church as well. Yeah. A lot of us we talk with the Old Testament and all these crazy and weird laws. When the fact of the matter is, God created those laws as a more connection point. Mm-hmm. But we know from history, from tradition being passed down, and everything, that some reason these laws carry more rules and strictness than what is actually there.
0: Yeah, it's like almost like this. It's like we've missed the spirit of the law, like. Like, they created this law, these laws because God knew we needed rest, not because it was sinful to mm-hmm. go grocery shopping on Sunday or to do something on a specific day.
1: Yeah, like, one of the biggest points that we see from God, especially through the whole Bible, is this wanting and longing of relationship with us as well. See, God doesn't want us to be alone in our lives. He wants mm-hmm. us to be in a relationship with Him. Yeah. And a lot of people will see those laws and say, well, I don't see that. Well, that's because we have human eyes. Yeah. <laughs> that's because with our human hearts, we see these and we add our own perspective and everything to them. Yeah. When really God was just trying to take the burden off of people. Mm-hmm. And so we'll get back to the story of where we we're talking about Jesus' disciples. Mm-hmm. So when the Pharisees, they saw their disciples eating without doing um, some ritual washing, they confronted Jesus. It's like they wanted to point out how much better they were than Jesus' disciples. They want to make him out to be a fraud because his followers weren't following their ideas of holiness. And this is how Jesus responded. So this is Mark 7, verse 6 to 8. And he said to them, Why did Isaiah prophesy of you hypocrites? As it is written, The people honor me, the people's honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. You leave the commandments of God and hold to the traditions of men. That is powerful. Yeah. Like Jesus did not hold back. Like he called them hypocrites. Mm. He used words of the Old Testament prophet against them. And they would have known these. Yeah. They would have known everyone in the Pharisees studied the they word were like every experts. day. Mm-hmm. He pointed out that they were obsessed with, they weren't obsessed with obeying God. They were obsessed with looking like they obeyed God.
0: Mm hmm. Yep.
1: As Jesus pointed out, they left God's instructions and started following the traditions of men. The Pharisees were trying to fill their emptiness with man-made rules. So they thought this behavior would bring them fulfillment. And we do this every day in our lives as well. We think that doing certain things will bring us more fulfillment and bring us closer to God. And mm-hmm. we just have to keep doing these things. To be honest, the Pharisees are quite like us. And that's Ouch. not, that's, Ouch, yeah. west. Yeah. <laughs> but look, the religious leaders had fallen for the behavior trap. They tried to satisfy their deficiency of their souls by performing the right actions. They tried to fill their emptiness with following rules. We often fall for the same trap. And you may be thinking, well, no, I, I don't, I, no, I never wash my hands. No, please, please wash your hands. Um <laughs> in a second we're not talking about jewish laws anymore we're talking about the belief that is in our behavior that saves us
0: but sometimes it can be easier to check a box and to say i did this i did this i washed my hands i did this i did this than it is to make like a heart change
1: yes so that's it's harder what i feel like you're saying it's the belief that if i could just do everything right then everything would go all right yeah if I could just practice enough and study enough, then I would feel like enough. If I could please my friends or please my parents, my problems would go away. But often we look at our behavior or our problems to bring us fulfillment. But the reality is no matter how hard you try, your behavior can't make you feel complete.
0: Mm.
1: See, only Jesus can do that. Yeah. So even though we want to check those boxes and say, yeah, I did that, I did that, I yeah. did that, feeling great, really at the end of the day, you're still feeling that emptiness. Yep. And really, it's only Jesus that can kind of bring us that fulfillment, that that peace that I like to use the the picture of the glass full. Yeah. See, our glass is one that overflows with Jesus. Yes. See, there's a disease. It's going to get weird, but there's a disease that attacks trees called heart rot. Okay. A heart rot happens when bacteria creeps into the tree's bark and begins killing the tree from the inside out. For years may grow taller and produce leaves but on the inside it's wasting away mm. outside it looks alive but inside it's dead the cause this causes the tree to grow weaker until eventually a storm or wind just topples it right over yeah and this is what happens when we fall for the trap of behavior so this idea that we that our lives may look good on the outside but we aren't on the inside we do this so constant in our culture yeah our culture is big on this everything must appear to be great. Yep. No matter what we do in our lives, everything must appear to be great. must look good. Yep. And there's a sense and there's an idea that if you look good, you feel good. Yeah. It's not true. But our culture pushes that heavily. Yeah. And says, as long as your lives on the outside are looking good, you must be good on the inside.
0: Your Instagram grid looks beautiful. Exactly. Yeah. exactly.
1: Social media plays a huge role in yeah. this in our society. See, people post all these happy things and yep. everything's great. But really, we know fact if you just take a step back people are struggling yep <laughs> people are feeling that emptiness and a happy instagram post and you get a bunch of likes isn't going to make it better
0: it will for a couple minutes Move for a couple of minutes Feels good to be liked
1: yeah but at the same time but it's, it's, not fulfilling. it's not deeply it's not deep it's on the surface right you see every time and it's been proven every time you get a like a text message or anything your brain actually releases dopamine Yep. So dopamine is this thing that kind of brings you happiness, it kind of brings you joy. Mm-hmm. So when you get all these, yes, it brings you happiness and joy, but it's not long-lasting. It's not yes. fulfilling. That fades. Yes. And then you need to do your thing again and again and again. Yeah. Well, social, I might
0: say it brings you happiness, but not joy. Joy is...
1: Well, social great. media... Yes, social media, the way we have constructed it, is essentially an addiction. An addiction. It's a drug yeah. that essentially helps us. What we need to do is try to get away from that. Mm -hmm. And that's why Paul wrote um, these words, and it's back in the first century. See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit, according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. See, Paul is writing here to not let us be consumed or taken over by something, to only be taken over by Christ, Mm -hmm. to only allow Christ to fulfill us. Should not let this ideas of philosophy or empty, empty, um, deceits. And this reminds me so much of social media today. Yeah. So much so that it almost points right to it, that we have this thing in our lives that we, that control us. Yep. We go on it to see how other people are doing. We go on it to see how many likes we have. We go on to see how many people have messages. We go on it to so many things. what Christ is saying is only Jesus. Not our behavior can make us whole because as hard as we try, we'll never be perfect without him. Mm. That's the thing. This is the narrowest thing we need to talk about is that we, we're broken humans. We'll never be perfect. No. We can try our best, but we won't get there. Yep. As something that takes time to accept. I think everyone works on it, Even if someone says they accept it, they're, we're still working through it.
0: You know... It's hard to think of trying to do something that you know you're going to fail at. Mm -hmm. Isn't that a hard, that's a hard It's a very hard thing.
1: It's a very hard thing. But at the same time, that's why Jesus died at the cross. to, To be that sacrifice. To be there.
0: To be what we can't be.
1: To be what we can't be. And it's not as if Jesus did this, went away, and is gone forever. Yeah. But he walks with us in our daily lives. That's the biggest thing that I think people forget constantly is that Jesus walks with us in our daily lives. Mm, yeah, We have been blessed and saved from our world that we've been blessed and saved from that and that we can walk with Jesus in our lives and pray and communicate and
0: mm-hmm.
1: not give ourselves over to certain things that we know are life training.
0: And for. we can communicate directly exactly. with him. That's one of the things I love most is that we don't have to, you know, go to the temple, go to the priest. We can just talk to Jesus anytime.
1: Yeah. See, the Pharisees didn't listen to Jesus. They were too attached to the traditions that they had. The philosophy and the empty deceit of human traditions, they were so obsessed with the law that that it was supposed to connect them with God, that they missed God himself, and he was standing right in front of them. And eventually this led the Pharisees to make themselves enemies of Jesus. And and we'll talk about this next week. They decided to have Jesus arrested and to hand him over for execution. Their pursuit for protection led them to their own destruction. The story of the Pharisees should cause us to look at our own lives.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Is it possible that there are areas where you think you are so right that you can't even recognize our own wrongs? This reminds me of, like, the plank and the speck. Yes. This idea that, you know, you see a speck in someone's eye, side and you'll let me get that free. Well, you have a massive plank in your eye that's saying, like, kind of showing your wrongs when really you yeah. think that you are perfect. We do this a lot in our society, yes, to be honest. Yes, we do.
0: Well, it's easier to recognize someone else's fault. It is than to recognize wrong Because own. we judge other people or we observe other people based on what they do and what they say. But we um, measure ourselves by our hearts and how we feel and what's going on on the inside. Mm-hmm. And just like, I don't know, I can hear what you say on the podcast. Yeah. But I don't actually know what's going on in your heart. So that's my measure. Whereas I know what's going on in my heart. So I yeah. measure differently.
1: Yeah. So the thing that we should think about, um, especially looking at the Pharisees, is do we ourselves fall for the behavior trap? Um where you're trying to find fulfillment with this whole idea of perfection that you can never actually achieve. See what might be the human traditions or empty philosophy that we say follow, there are things that really bring us fulfillment and this comes from God or does all the things that we are doing, all the things that we're following, this philosophy, these traditions, say social media, is it rather pushing us more away from God? Mm. And that's one of the biggest questions to kind of wrestle with in this. Do you remember when we talked about uh, this box of donuts? I do. So what if we wrote full on the outside of it? Would that make it full?
0: No, it would be a false label, but...
1: So what if we decorated? What if we dressed it up with sunglasses and a cool mustache? Would that fill it? No. That's because the donut box is made to hold donuts. So, the only thing that can really fill this box is donuts.
0: Well, if we put vegetables in it, N- then it would be full.
1: No. <laughs> See, we were made for a relationship with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And He's the only one that can truly fill us by our connections with Him. Say so you said fill it with vegetables. Yeah. Well, fruit. if the box is made for donuts,
0: Vegetables aren't actually going to fill it.
1: Vegetables aren't going to fill gonna it. They're going
0: to take up the space, but they're not going to fill it.
1: Exactly. See, only Jesus can fill us. We are that donut box that is empty and mm-hmm. without donuts right now. Um, see, we can try to fill our lives with rules, behavior, and perfectionism, but those things can't make us whole. You can't seek fulfillment in man-made philosophy and traditions. You just won't find it. Um, It is only in Jesus and a relationship with Him that you will find true fulfillment. Without Him, no matter how good you make it look, your life will be empty. Mm. So today I want to ask us who are doing this podcast and people who are Mm -hmm. listening, do I feel full or empty? Am I satisfied Mm -hmm. in life or am I searching for more? And I kind of ask, what am I trying to find fulfillment with? Am Am I seeking Jesus or am I chasing something else? I encourage you to seek Jesus, to find him, Mm. to run to him in this moment. And the biggest thing to remember is that he's right beside you and that he is with us and that he's not someone who just abandons us in our darkest moments. So whatever you're wrestling with this, I just pray that you can find peace in it Mm. and that we can find the sense that we can be fulfilled in Jesus.
0: Thank you, Pastor Wes. That's a a lot to think about, but that was a... That was an awesome message. I really enjoyed that. Um, if you'd like to get in touch with Pastor Wes with any questions or if you want to discuss this anymore, um, you can reach him at wes at wainfleetbic.com. And I'd love to hear from you as well with any feedback or podcast suggestions. And my email is julie at wainfleetbic.com. So um, that's it for today. Yeah. Uh, thank you for tuning in. We're glad to have you here, whether you are a youth yourself, a parent, or just someone that wants to... Um, grow your faith. We're glad to have you. So we look forward to connecting with you again next week and have a great week.
1: Bye.